Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. In today's episode, I am really excited to sit down with Chris Hossack, um, a phenomenal guest to have on the show. Uh, a bit of a background to Chris. In 2003, Chris was elected to Brentwood Borough Council and has led on most of the major portfolios, including housing, planning, environment, economy, audit, finance, assets and resources. He served as the leader of Brentwood Council from 2019 to 2023 and chairman of the Association of South Essex Local Authorities. He's also sat on the Thames Estuary Growth Board and of Opportunities South Essex. So he's someone who takes a real interest in regional growth, infrastructure and investment. Today we're going to be discussing community. And of course, local government is all about supporting the community that they um, develop. So Chris, firstly, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Pleasure. Very well. Thank you, Matt. Good to good to join you. Good to talk about community. That's an important so, subject. It is absolutely. So what does it mean to say that community is at the heart of what we do? Yeah, so the we obviously being local government. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like an easy line, doesn't it, to say, but I think you have to be fundamental about what communities are. And communities are I like, to, I like the phrase human communities because it makes it really obvious. It's a group of people that live and work together in a, in a specific or a defined area by and large. And then you've got, you know, you have a map of communities that stretch out across a region, across a country, whatever that it might be. But um, lo local government, it's so central to it because communities need organising. They need coordinating. They need services. Uh, they, they need, you know, they generate waste. They need uh, agendas that need to be fulfilled for them around health and education and infrastructure and all, a whole range of things. And without those things, communities, people living together, working together, actually can't function. And uh, it's, it is the function of local government to make sure that those provisions are in place and they're effective uh, and that they actually work for the people that need them. And uh, it's as simple as that, really. I can't, I can't really... You, we could get into a lot of details because communities is, is a very complex area because human beings are very complex people, especially when they try and live and work and socialise together. It becomes even more complex. Um, but essentially, it's the role of local government to coordinate all of that resource to support those communities in their in their functioning. And I guess it's well, it's obviously the, the real complexity with that is not only the the number of people in certain communities, but the diversity. And that's fantastic yeah. to have diversity. Yeah. Um but how you ensure that the the local government it really supports all different varieties and diversities that live and, and exist in that community. Um, yeah. So a question for you here is how do you promote a cohesive and healthy community that supports and helps all residents to thrive? So, OK, so I, I gave this some thought ahead of Matt uh, before we were talking and it's not easy just to do like a marketing campaign or an ad as local government say we're going to promote and support, uh, you know, a, a cohesive and healthy community, something that functions and works together well. 
And, and I thought about it is the function of, of local government to assist in that or to enable that. I can't, I don't think it can do all of it. And because ultimately communities are about people within the community stepping up themselves and putting effort into making that happen. So I think the role of local government in that is actually, I'll use the phrase, picking off those people in the community have got that vision, energy, passion to want to make a difference in what they do. So whether it was anything from somebody who wants to coordinate the allotment association right across through to somebody who wants to run a boxing club for young people or, you know, some other sort of sports group wants to grow the the participation of girls in football or whatever it might be. And I think when you find somebody who's got the desire, the willing, the passion and the energy to do that, then the local government needs to come alongside those people and help them to do it because local government can't do everything and it needs to do it in partnership with individuals like that, volunteer groups, the third sector, all those good people that are out there. Um, there are a lot of people out there doing it, but they are still in a minority. But if we can get alongside and support them in doing that, then what it does, it gets its own momentum in little pockets, wherever that passion might be for that individual who wants to step up and do it. And whenever people are willing to step up, we should, in local government, should value them and help them achieve what they're, what they're looking to achieve. As long as what they're looking to achieve is impactful, uh, it meets a range of, of needs and meet, meets a good broad range and cross sector of the community. Absolutely. I guess as well, I mean, just for everyone listening at home, we're in a situation where local government has an ever decreasing fund from central government. And these, I think, truly embracing the the champions that live within our communities who want to drive forward these agendas is one way of, you know, passing. Uh, well, if they can be self-sustaining these charities or these organisations, yes, get alongside them. But that is a way to really to drive those healthy and uh, cohesive kind of community groups, which I think is absolutely Fantastic. What are the challenges, would you say, then, in developing a community? And of course, I mean, you've seen this from as being a leader. Obviously, now you're an LGA peer. What are the challenges in developing a, a you know, a, a community? Well, I think I think you touched on it there a moment ago. Um, it's still it's still interesting in my time as being a councillor. People will still come to the council, although to a degree it's a bank. Like, can you fund this? Can you fund that? We we need some equipment to make this happen. We need a, a venue to make this happen. And um, of course, one of the biggest challenges is the lack of financial resource uh, to actually help to sort of, sort of put seed money in, if you like, to enable some of these projects, let's call them community projects, to get off the ground. And it's not just cash, but also officer resource, which again is constrained because of the cash constraints in local government. So I think that is one of the biggest challenges. But one of the other challenges I think local government needs to get to grips with is, is, is its level of bureaucracy and red tape. And I still think we lose a lot of time and effort trying to navigate our way through things uh, that, frankly, sometimes local government makes complicated for itself. And then what also happens is people who are coming to local government, to councils for support to try and make something positive happen, get frustrated because three or four months later or longer sometimes, they're still talking about it. And so I think we need to find ways that balance between simplifying processes to get things up and running, but at the same time doing the due diligence that um, that needs to happen to make sure that when we are working with communities that we're going about things the right way in a, in a safe way and people are, you know, are delivering things in a manner that... Um, both meets the needs, but is, is done in a safe way. 
because as you know you've got a whole range of people in communities uh, you've got dare i say it good people and 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 bad people and so that when they're engaging with you all the time saying they want to do something on behalf of the communities it's the local government's responsibility to filter to filter that out and make sure that people we get alongside are credible um but i still think the local government's got a lot to learn around efficiency and um it's hard to do that when you're trying to strive for efficiencies elsewhere because of the the cost pressures on local government at this time so obviously with yourself being you know 30 you're highly successful in the public and private sector going back to this red tape because it's something that across the board i don't think i spoke speak to anybody on the political or the officer side who's necessarily or the public side who's happy with the process how would you go about improving the efficiency of processes i mean what would what how do you go about fixing that or improving i should say well i think i think you've got to be focused on outcomes and you've got to keep it simple. I think sometimes we get too bogged down. Um, Your team's got to be slick. Your team's got to be ambitious. They've got to desire to want to achieve and deliver. And if, if people aren't doing that in a team, when I talk about a team, I'm talking about officers and members and counselors rather working together. Um, You know, if you if you can maintain a focus on an outcome and keep it simple, what are we trying to achieve? When do we want to achieve it? What 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 outcomes do we expect? Um, If we can focus on that and be specific about that, then anything else that's kind of getting in the way and bogging it down, we should just try and cut the fat off it. Uh, It's not easy to do because local government, as I say, has been driving an efficiency agenda for almost seems like a decade now ever since the government cut its revenue support to, to councils. And I think we've got kind of bogged down through necessity of having to look at efficiencies and restructures within our own organisations. And sometimes when we do that, we become less efficient and actually delivering external services. But that's flipping it around the wrong way, really. We should be, in everything we do, looking at how we, going back to the point, support our communities. Um, so if we're making changes internally, What's the impact to the man or the woman on the street? What's the impact to the school? What's the impact to the children, the community group, whatever it might be? So we've just got to keep the end in mind the whole time. And um, if we find anything that was detracting from our ability to deliver, identify it, and cut it out because it's, it's not helping. And it doesn't motivate the community when they engage with the council or give them the confidence that the council is it might be willing, but their ability sometimes to deliver uh, can be seen to be lacking and uh, that frustrates the community, really. I do really want to come on to this point around engagement with local communities, because I do feel that is in itself is a, I want to get to that in a second. But just going back to before, we talked you talked there about governance and kind of regulation to ensure that funds are being allocated to, um, to, to schemes that will benefit the community. If you feels it a lot at the moment that there are there is this we're in this really difficult patch where councils are trying to do ever more with ever less, yeah, and trying to do it more efficiently, but at the same time protect themselves from you know people taking advantage of that system. How yeah. how challenging is it for everyone at home listening? Like as you know, leading a council, trying to to, to I guess really to pr- to protect the council um, from those members of the community maybe who are looking to take advantage of it, or conversely you know, trying to to kind of avoid wastage and, and, and making the funds that are available, you know, having the most impact, you know, how challenging is that? Well, it's hugely challenging because you're being squeezed from both ends. So you're in a declining resource situation that's taken as, as red uh, across local government. So therefore, because you're in a dis- declining resource situation, you're having to 
enter into new product projects rather to try and counter that, whether those are partnerships or, or new collaborations, sharing of services, a whole work stream around you're creating work to reduce work and collaborate, if you like, and, and address the cost of the issue. But at the same time, you, you mentioned it earlier, the, the diversity in our communities, the range of things that councils are now involved with, uh, involved in is ever expanding. So I'll, I'll give you an example. If you look at the environmental agenda, if you said environmental services in um, local government five, 10 years ago, predominantly it was about waste collection, street cleansing, recycling, maintaining your parks, grass cutting, that kind of thing. But now, now we're having to take on a whole new range of challenges in the environment space, particularly around tackling climate change, particularly around uh, reducing waste still, increasing recycling, that remains, particularly around increasing biodiversity, planting trees and all these other things that are happening. This was not on council's radars, even just a matter of a few years, years ago. So that's just taking one specific thing and then looking at we've got an expanding uh, set of demands on the one hand, but a reducing amount of resource on the other and actually projects being created to counter the reduction in the, in the amount of resource. So how difficult is it? It's hugely difficult. And um, I'm not sure there's an easy answer to it, but I think having an honest conversation about saying what the problems are is one thing. And maybe looking at really identifying what is truly necessary in the service of the community uh, and focusing on that and prioritizing because councils cannot do everything. So what is it we're going to do first that is going to give us the, the best impact in our community uh, and focus on that? And just being honest about it as well, because I think too many councils try and please everybody. And the simple reality is you cannot do that. I think that's it. I mean, it comes down to it. And I, I, I'm going to pick up something you just said there, because we now I want to have a quick chat with you about the problem engaging with local communities. You know, from the outside in, sometimes it's people don't have that, as you, as you said there, they don't have the awareness of the scope of what councils are looking after, nor the challenges they're facing. They just see the end result, maybe, you know, uh, they're not having the same access to, you know, services or rephrase that funding that they had previously or a project that they're passionate about. Do you think we have an issue in, in this? Do you think that the issue is more that people don't understand or do you think about what local government do? Or do you think that there is a, a trust issue at the moment with uh, local government I don't think it's fair that they're kind of being attached to the same brush as central government, but it does always feel that there isn't an inherent, not always a trust within, you know, with local communities and, and politicians and, and, and organizations. I don't, I don't know if you feel that there is a trust issue at the moment. Well, I think there's two parts to that. I mean, your, your first sort of point is, you know, I, I guess is the question, you know, is local government struggling to engage with communities on the whole? And, um, there's a simple measure around that, and that is, depending on your electoral cycle, periodically local government will go through, um, as I say, an election cycle, where that gives an opportunity for the public to, the voting public, to be able to, to step up and exercise their democratic right to say who do they want to represent their community and, and what do they want them to deliver for that community. And if you look at it, typically only one in three people ever take that opportunity, typically in terms of, uh, you look at electoral turnout in local government. So there are two thirds of the voting population that are disengaged, it would seem, because they don't really get involved in the electoral process, which is critical because it's all about electing community leaders to actually lead in their community and make a difference in it. 
So I think engagement is an issue. And then if you ask, well, why is that an issue? I think there's two parts to it. To talk to your point, I think, unfortunately, politics is, is febrile at the moment. Uh, the media whipped the whole thing up uh, to, a, to a greater or lesser extent. Uh, whether that's necessary is, is a separate conversation, really. Um, but there's a huge amount of tribalism in, in between the political parties, the three, particularly the three main ones. And I think that manifests itself far too much in local government. It's not necessary. And when people do go out to vote for local government, not understanding necessarily what the what their what the role of local government is, they'll t put a tick in the box because they're disaffected with what a minister maybe said and was broadcast on Sky News yesterday. And despite the fact you might have a good candidate with a good agenda to deliver locally, they don't get the opportunity because they get tarred with that Westminster brush. And um, I think that is a real problem. So politics is off-putting. But the other the other side to it, again, is, again, to your point, people not necessarily understanding what local government do. And all too often, local government is seen as a collection authority. So we collect tax. Well, that's hardly inspiring. And we collect your rubbish. Well, it's necessary, but it's not really inspiring. And we like to uh, we like to have a go as the public like to have a go when the terrible potholes. Well, that's 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 a negative connotation. Uh, and there's other things I could list off. But but there's a narrative there that needs to change because, as we've touched on, local government can do so much more than that in terms of enabling communities and doing exciting things around the health agenda, the education agenda, around young people, around sport and leisure, well-being agenda. All of these other things that local government is tasked with, with, as we've said, depleted resources to actually make a difference. So how do we work with our community to do something more exciting and move away from the tax bins and potholes that basically is probably part of the reason Again, I dare say that uh, people feel disengaged when it comes to the electoral cycle. But it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, that when you look at the main issue, well, the bits you talked about there, potholes, uh, bins, etc., you're looking maybe at, you know, out of the, every pound that's spent in local government, that's maybe three to five pence, you know, if that. You know, a lot of it is on social care. Um, it is. And in my opinion, you know, and this is one of the, this is the reason for the podcast, local government is more important than central government in terms of the day-to-day -day impact on people's lives in, in that community. And if people truly understood that and understood exactly what was going on behind the scenes of those local authorities, I think we'd see a much better, a much greater turnout in elections and have a far more engaged local communities. Because going back to the point of this, of this, of this episode, community has to be the heart of what every council does because that is the purpose of a local government authority. Um, so, I mean, I, you, it, sorry, yeah, sorry. Uh, no, it's it's okay, and 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 you know that question that you point there, you leave it hanging. Is is the challenge, and so what do we do about it? And you know, one of the, the big conversations that's been happening now for a number of years in local government, it, and it's starting to get momentum in terms of action, is the whole devolution agenda. And because you know, again, to your point there again, where you said, you know, if you're locally elected and you're in that community, you understand the the place where you are much better than somebody held up in Westminster in, a, in, a, in an office or, you know, in, in the department for levelling up communities and, and housing. You know, if we can devolve some of that stuff back to where it's needed for local decision makers empowered and with a, an adequate budget to make impactful decisions because they understand what's going better, then, then that's what we need. Uh, it's partly what we need. It's not everything, but devolution is certainly a step in that direction. Um, 
but you know, as as the local government association have been saying, and um, people in the sector have been saying, it's far we're in far too centralised the government structure at the moment, and I do think that local local places, people, and communities are paying the price for that. But on the other hand, you know, um, why why does the government seem to be playing hard at really embracing devolution? Um, or putting their caveats around, well, you can do it, but you've got to have a mayor really to make the most of it. Why are they doing that? Maybe they don't. Maybe there's a lack of trust from from central government to local government to make it happen. So when local government are crying out for this stuff, they've got to be demonstrating that if you give us the resources and the tools to deliver for our communities, so we know them better, that we are capable of doing that. And um, by and large, local government is. Um, but central government just needs to enable it, trust local government to make that happen and get on with it. There's going to be mistakes and there's going to be situations yeah. where council don't make the right decision. But I completely agree with you. Devolution is absolutely the right way forward. And also there is obviously an important role for central government, but it's it's more of a advisory strategic and it's it's more decentralised. You know, the approach would be so. um yeah. But Chris, that was absolutely phenomenal. Really, really brilliant. So thank you so much for your time today. I know how busy you are. So thank you for making the time to speak to us. Pleasure. Nice to talk to you, Matt. And hopefully we'll have Chris on again. But from everyone at, uh, at uh, home listening, thank you so much for for um, listening to, to me and Chris talk about um, the community and why that should be at the heart of what local government does. So goodbye for now. The Truth About Local Government podcast is proud to endorse SUSO, a charity set up to support people from disadvantaged and diverse backgrounds finding roles in entry-level positions within local government legal services. If you are interested in supporting this course, please find details in the link below. SUSO. Stand up. Speak out. Speak out.